will be one of the stupid. A sequel nobody asked for. Hello and welcome to this episode of a sequel nobody asked for. As always, I am Kyle, and who is this handsome man right next to me? My name's Justin, this and is... welcome to you know the best. What is it? Uh, the, the best. Um. The best movie-making podcast. The best movie-making podcast. All right. Before we get started here, we just want to say we've been appreciating your engagement. We look forward to getting married very soon. But as always, keep liking, keep commenting, keep sharing, keep doing everything. We love it all. And if you want to go above and beyond, keep buying our shirts. This is how... I supply my corn dog addiction. That's he hasn't even eaten corn dogs on camera. It's bad. Our apartment is just filled with sticks. We got problems. But yes, if you want our apartment to keep keep being filled with corn dog sticks, please buy the weenie shirt. Part please of the weenie the collection. Weenie. Yep. Part of the weenie collection. All right. So we got a problem. We got a problem. And I know pro- what the problem is. Our problem is Hollywood. For many reasons, but right now it's just the movie production part of it. The movie production, movies have kind of sucked for the past. If you ask anybody who's into movies, they'll say movies have oh, sucked wow. for the past a uh, hundred years. <laughs> um, there's ever, never any good ones. There's never any good ones. And the biggest thing, the thing that sticks with people is the endings of movies. Yeah. At least for me, you got to end strong. You got you got to finish strong. That's what keeps the girls coming back. Mm-hmm. And today, we're going to talk about some movies and say how we would fix the endings to make them better movies. That's what I'm doing. What is Justin doing? How is he fixing I brought, movies? I think, cast. I think the cast of a movie is what makes it. And I think we need to recast some movies. You think you need to recast some movies? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's fix Hollywood or as our backs say, we're in Holly boob (laughs) and today we're going to start it off with one of the the most famous movie endings of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the sixth sense. Now, if you haven't seen the sixth sense, I'm, uh, I apologize in advance. We're going to be spoiling a bunch of movies here, but if you're not familiar with the ending of sixth sense, um, please in the, uh, in the comments, uh, please send the address of the rock you're living under, as well as a movie that you think needs an ending fix. We love that. But in the sixth sense, Bruce Willis plays a psychiatrist who remind me the kid was like was the kid like seeing demons? He was seeing dead people. He was seeing dead people. And good or bad. Good or bad. And you're like, oh, how's Bruce Willis gonna get to this? And it turns out. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Dude, spoiler alert. I, I already alerted with the spoils. All right. Now, me and Justin actually talked about this. Yeah. You think, when you first see it, you're like, this ending's amazing. This ending yeah. blows my mind. This is a perfect ending. And then you rewatch it. <laughs> what problems did you have with it specifically? So, my thing is, the first time I watched this movie, I already knew the ending. Because it came out years before I was, it probably... I don't know. I was born when it came out, probably, but I don't. I don't know what year this came out. I think it was. But it, it was around a while mm-hmm. before I watched it the first time. I watched it in high school, um, actually in a drama class. It's kind of like the Luke "I Am Your Father," yeah. where it's like you can't avoid it, which may or may not be coming up later in the episode. But yeah, no, this was definitely a thing we watched in drama. Like, watch the acting of this movie. It is so good, and the twist ending. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, cool, awesome, let's do this. And the theater teacher had 
watched it millions of times because this is the movie that he shows all the students. That is amazing to me that they're like, watch this incredible acting, and it's fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, like he had like, he had an acquired taste, and I, I don't I, I, I don't I, doubt you for it. I admire Bruce Willis, Die Hard always. When's the last time it seemed like he gave a shit in movies? True, you're not wrong. M. Night Shyamalan, same deal. He's very, always trying to push the envelope. Very but the envelope. Nobody wants what's in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, my problems with the movie are just everything. Where like this guy doesn't know he's dead for like a year or so. I think a little over a year, actually. Something like that. And yeah. he doesn't come in contact with another human being besides this child the entire time. He doesn't go to the grocery store. And, like, the clerk doesn't look at him, and he just walks away without paying. Like, what's going on? Or does he go, eh, why aren't you taking my money? And he just get, leaves a 20 or something? No. Like, it just doesn't make sense. The normal day-to-day actions you make and interact with people, even if you don't like interacting with people, he would run into something. Right. And it's oh, – how do you think it looks from their perspective? Like, you mentioned the grocery yeah. store. It was just, like – food floating up and their reaction was just like go yeah, about yeah, like normal he's picking up stuff and going like oh or does he never pick up stuff in the movie i didn't pay attention to that but if he's never picking up a single freaking thing you think he'd notice that's for all the people commenting how we didn't get these plot holes we also have not seen this movie in a decade or yeah. so i watched it somewhat recently but not too recently Right. So, uh, also, this is a joke podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so, we have this, and then his wife. His wife never talks to him for a whole year. Like, I get the silent treatment, but she's not getting any for a whole year. Yeah, well, like, silent treatment, yeah, but the guy needs. I think, <laughs> ghost, I think ghost got needs, too. I would fuck the ghost. Me, We've too. Been over this. Me, me, too. Absolutely. But anyway, so, we got these... How did we change the ending so that it makes so that it, all these make sense and it's still a good ending? You don't. You don't. I'm just kidding. What do you got? What do you got? This, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that the twist is not that Bruce Willis was dead. I'm going to go even further. I'm going to say that the twist was that the kid can't even see dead people. That was a lie, like Balloon Boy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that. The whole time, the kid is trying to advertise to Bruce Willis the deals for the grocery store that he shops at. Because think of it. He okay. was getting all this food for free. That's a deal. You got to advertise that shit to the person who needs it. Okay. So that they're comfortable buying there so that when you do charge money, you're like, all right, well, I was getting all this shit for free. I kind of owe them. Okay. So you're saying... That the kid just makes him think he's dead so that he can spend no money at the grocery store and then pay him money that he's in debt to them. Right. <laughs> it's all like the cycle of capitalism. You understand what I'm saying right here? Now we got capitalism. So, let's back so- up. I don't understand what you're saying right here. And that's, I guess it's not a problem to me. I'm just going to go with it. But I I don't quite see where you're going. <laughs> I'm usually the loose cannon. On my thing with this is maybe instead of Bruce Willis being dead, he should be stuck in debt so he wishes he was dead. Okay. 
This is perfect. I'm I'm okay with calling that one. Okay, excellent. I think we fixed the six cents. Make made it. Or a, is that how much he owes the store after each time? Is there an interest of six cents? Man, if there's only an interest of six cents, fuck, that's a good store. I want to <laughs> shop there. See, it worked on me. Okay, there we go. Um, See, it worked on me. Okay. Cool. Let's go to the next one. All right. What, are, what movie are we recasting? What movie are we recasting? Let's find out. Transformers. I think the original Transformers movie that came out, the live action that came out, you know, 2008 probably, something like that. Yeah. We need to deal with it. Um, Shia LaBeouf, he's gone off the deep end. You can't rewatch his movies without thinking like, man, remember how crazy Shia LaBeouf is now? Like, you can't rewatch them. You don't want to rebuy these movies, this, even though they keep remaking the movies. I, I am very interested to see where we go with this, yeah. because I remember when the fourth one came out, which is when they did what you're doing and recast yeah. the movies, yeah. and Shia LaBeouf was changed to, like, a new character by Mark Wahlberg. I don't like Mark Wahlberg. I like you, Mark Wahlberg. I don't like the movies you get put in. I think you Exactly. I think you deserve better, and I think these movies deserve better. It's not that you're a bad actor. They just you just need to be in different movies. I just remember when that fourth one came out, the girl I was dating at the time wanted to see it, and I was like, "All right, I don't give a shit about Transformers. I guess we're seeing this." And we sit down, and then she asked me where Shia LaBeouf's character was. I'm like, "You wanted to see this movie. You had to have known Shia LaBeouf's not in it. Mark Wahlberg's in it." And she was mad for the rest of the night. I'm like, "You wanted to see this." You, why didn't you know this? It's not like you were telling her, like, no, you can't wait to see Shia LaBeouf. No, no, it's like, a, she didn't make any indication that she wanted to see Shia LaBeouf. She's like, 15 minutes, she's like, isn't Shia LaBeouf coming on? I'm like, what? Okay, but anyway, recasting. Yeah. So, we need I, we need to determine which characters we're recasting. Because some of them are good. We can keep them. They, they can show up, like, 10, 12 years later and still... Pull it off. I think we need to recast Shia LaBeouf. Okay. And Megan Fox. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, I think that's all that needs to be changed to make that movie phenomenal. And here's the deal. I think that the best person to replace Megan Fox would probably be someone close to her. And currently, she is actually dating Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. And I think that Megan Fox should be replaced by Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, all right. <laughs> Continue with this. I'm on my own train of thought okay, right now. Okay, Um Basically, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I would think it would be hilarious okay. if Shia LaBeouf's character was played by Matt Damon and Megan Fox's character was Ben Affleck. And we just <laughs> do goodwill hunting. I too. can't do it. I don't. I don't like Mark Wahlberg. I don't like Matt Damon. They're all the same to me. They don't look anything alike. But they play the same character. I, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I say we keep, we'll both have our own for this. You okay. can do that. You can okay. do that. I think that Shia LaBeouf should be cast. I think that someone that Machine Gun Kelly has good chemistry with. He's He's been an actor. I think he's really good friends with Pete Davidson. I think that they re should recast <laughs> Transformers with Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly. See, here's the thing. 
I think that that would fit. I despise Pete Davidson. I have nothing against him, but I also am not like, oh, this guy's really funny and cool. No, I don't think that. I don't think he's made me laugh and his face makes me mad. But Perfect. I, can't, I can't fight that. Perfect for Transformers. I can't the movie fight tries that. to make you laugh. And it, it doesn't. So. Remember the second one where they had the camera under the robot's balls? That was the level of comedy they were going with. That's, I think, like, here, let's play out a scene of the movie with with one of them in each of the roles. I think Pete Davidson would be like, whoa, you're Optimus Prime. And Machine Gun Kelly would be like, that's dope. <laughs> and then, calling all Autobots. Michael Bay, we'll write the script for you. Just, just, just let us know. <laughs> just, just tell us you got the cast. I just want to see them cuddled up on a motorcycle, <laughs> going through the streets, huddled up in and uh, Bumblebee, and just Bumblebee. We're not recasting you, but we thought about it. Don't you worry. You barely made the cut. Good on you, Bumblebee. Thank you for making your your own solo movie. Better than your the Transformers movie, and then they could do a song for the movie too. It would work out instead of Lincoln Park doing it. Well, um, well, Lincoln Park can't do it now. Well, no, that was dark. I'm sorry. Um, I just remember them making a very mainstream song to promote the, one of the Transformers movies. Pretty much, yeah. And it now was... it'll just be Machine Gun Kelly saying like, "Forget you." Bumblebee, Bumblebee, here's the tickets to my downfall. <laughs> also to the new movie. <laughs> hey, there we go. I, I, I'd say we call that there, unless you have more goodwill hunting to. I, you know what? I think I'm good. I mine, mine was just because I think it'd be funny, <laughs> which I think yours is too. But you had more to back it up. And I, it was off the cuff too. I did not think of that until that moment. I was like, Megan, Megan Fox, do. Oh, a couple degrees of separation. Oh yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> okay, all Let's right. The next we're one. we're going down the what list movie here. Are we changing the time. All right. So here's we're we're going to another famous movie ending. Are you familiar with the movie The Usual Suspects? No. Okay, <laughs> but explain the plot to me. All right. So quick, quick, uh, quick fire the plot. Bam! There's a bunch of people accused of a crime. Bam! You don't know who it is. Bam! Kevin Spacey's character is recounting everything. It. We need to recast this. <laughs> we need to recast this. Uh, you're going through this whirlwind of story, and you're like, "Oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. This points to it." And you're, and then like they basically, like, "All right, thank you, Kevin Spacey. You uh, you gave us a lot to go off of." And they're like, "Who could it be?" And then they all look at each other and they're like, "Wait a minute." Kevin it was Kevin Spacey I the whole it. time. I, I knew it. So he's like walking with a limp, like when he comes in, and then uh, when he leaves, he's he, fine. when he leaves, he's fine, like freaking Harvey Weinstein going to court. Okay, thanks Hollywood. Um, um, but yeah, so basically, it's all this build up, and then it's like, wait a minute, the guy telling the story was the liar the whole time. I saw it coming. It was literally just you explaining the plot. I'm like, oh yeah, duh. It's it's a lot harder to guess when you're actually watching the oh, movie sure. for the first time. But, oh, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, we have to change this ending because we can't let Kevin Spacey win. No, that's not what like I'm that's the big thing in real life and in movies. Kevin Spacey has to lose. Thank God. <laughs> so how do we change it so that Kevin Spacey loses? I think that we need to unfortunately add another character to the movie. Okay. Who is the actual one who did something wrong. Okay. 
and that character is the cameraman who's filming the movie. Ooh, adding a character who's technically in the scene. He's in every scene already. He's in every Cause, scene. Because that's the thing. The Kevin Spacey thing, he's there the whole time. He's right under your nose, and there's all these red herrings pointing different directions. Mm-hmm. You don't know what direction you are supposed to look. And it was the guy who was there the whole time. But who's the guy who was there the whole time in front of the guy who was there the whole time? I mean, he didn't. He saw everything. He didn't report the crime. Exactly. The cameraman. The cameraman. There I we think go. That the whole time it was just the cameraman, Kevin Spacey. So like when we when we set it up, obviously this works well because we don't need to reshoot anything. We just need yeah. to add like a line and, at the end, and uh, like a line at the end, like it's just like set it up, set it up where it's Kevin Spacey, a final shot at the end. It's like actually it was me, the cameraman. <laughs> so it's not even a shot; it's just audio. Like if it cuts the black too, so we don't even need to like insert it over like the movie. Yeah. Movie, it's just like then it's like. Actually, it was me, the cameraman, and then credits roll. I like this. I like this. Kevin Spacey doesn't win. But then he gets away in the movie. Or, no, no, because he didn't he, – he's just neutral in the movie. Nothing bad happens to him. I mean, the, I mean, the worst thing you say is he lied to the cops, which is still a crime. Okay. He, he, didn't, he didn't get off of that. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Fuck you, Kevin Spacey. Fuck you, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with this. Oh, shit. We're already on the next one, then. Yes, we are. I didn't – Okay. Um, let's go big budget yet again. Avengers recasting Avengers, mm-hmm. dude. This could be a whole episode in itself. Yeah. So let's just pick like four, four of the characters that could have their own movie, and we just recast it. Could have their own movie. Dang it! I always want to recast fucking Hulk. <laughs> no, let's do it. Let's okay. Because because Hulk, we'll go Captain America and two more. Okay. Uh, probably Iron Man, I guess. Iron Man, and then... <laughs> I'm already thinking of some weird stuff. Let's do Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I was trying to think of one of the more core ones, but, like, let's do Doctor Strange. Okay, you pick two, I'll pick two. All let's right. say, do you want to do Hulk? I, I'll do I'll do Hulk. I, I'm i sorry, Mark Ruffalo, I don't have any personal beef with you. No, you were great in 13 going on 30. Razzles. <laughs> Fuck. Why did you just send me into a nostalgic flashback about 13 going on fucking 30? All right. So yeah, I'll I'll do I'll I'll do Hulk and then uh, I'll do Hulk and then I'll do Iron Man. So that leaves okay. Cap and Doctor Strange. Okay. Um all right. <laughs> I know what I'm doing for one of them at least. All right. Um I'll I'll start um for Hulk. So okay, so here's the thing. I, you gotta, it's kind of like a Spider-Man thing where it's hard to find somebody who plays a good Bruce Banner and a Hulk. Like when the, like when the Sam Raimi Spider-Man came out, you had something, Tobey Maguire was a good Peter, a good comic Peter, but he was a weird Spider-Man. He was a weird Spider-Man. It's a very, it's a rapey. It's a funny, <laughs> funny Spider-Man now, but it's, it was weird. Yeah. And then when the Amazing Ones came out, it was a flip-flop thing. I don't buy Andrew Garfield as a nerd in that movie. No, but he, phenomenal Spider-Man. Phenomenal yeah, all Spider-Man. the quick whips. And then you got Tom Holland, who was like the best he's of both. both. He's be, doing both. Best but... of both worlds, but he's not excelling in either of them. Yeah. So it's like, well, how do how do we do this? And I don't think Hulk has had that problem yet. Nope, we need a Jekyll and a Hyde. Because uh, I don't think many of his casting choices have been good. No, they've made no sense whatever. They made... The closest they got was Eric Bana because his name was close to 
banner. <laughs> okay, okay. That's the closest thing. Okay, so basically what we got to do is we got to ditch the whole name thing because, like, I I don't even think there's a celebrity as close. So we got to go based on, like, somebody who can – somebody who can still, like – even yeah. though he's built big, he can still somehow play 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 yep. like a meeker role yeah. when he's Bruce Banner, but like still be big. Okay. A because then you don't have to spend as much money on CGI to transform. Okay. And so if you're he, saying he's already big. And B, if he's already big, he's got if he can flip flop between those, he's got charisma. And here's my pick. I think Dave Batista. Okay. And here's the thing, you might be like, all right, well wait, Dave Batista, he's like Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, let's recast that as well. See, I'm doing a two for one here, and I think Drax should be Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> another wrestler. Well, who else did you pick? No, I definitely I just see Drax crushing a couple beers and just crunching them on his head. And... Look, my big problem with Drax in the movies is he's like played like almost too stupid. Oh, 100. percent And if you're gonna write it like that, you need to go all out. Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. Stupid. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Get real stupid. Remember to buy one of our shirts, the Weenie Collection. You gotta get you gotta get weird with it. I think they should do I think we should recast Drax and Hulk. And my pick is Dave Batista be Hulk because he's he's big, but you yeah. hear but you see him in roles and he's still like Oh yeah, he can play the I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm Dave Batista. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Oh. Okay, so then we'll throw it over to me. I'll snag that, take that information, and I'm going to recast Cap. Okay. Who is a man that when you think of someone that just knows it all and knows where he stands as his, and his integrity, he will question the status quo? And I think of Steve Buscemi. I think Steve Buscemi as Cap. I think of Spy Kids 2. I think of how he has everything in front of him, and he assesses the situation, and he's like, a pig that can fly. A spork. <laughs> I think he questions God. He questions a lot of things, and I think that Captain America, Steve Buscemi, him standing there all broad, literally just, oh, there we go. Do you think Hydra stays in their base under the water out of fear of what they've created? I think if he could lift a shield, then yeah, I think that's already <laughs> a plus. I don't I don't hate you, current Steve Rogers, Mr. Chris Evans himself, but I want you just to be the human torch. I think we put you aside, keep you as the torch, let you develop that a little more. We all know the newest rendition of the Human Torch did not go too well. So I think Steve Buscemi, I think I could see him standing there proud, looking off into the distance, saying, hey, Hulk, Mr. Dave Batista, let's do this thing. <laughs> this is a fucking, Gee this is a fucking disaster. No, All right. it's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I picked Iron Man. Okay. okay. Also, I think Steve Buscemi asking people as they go by when – mcdonald's is serving breakfast so <laughs> i think that him getting angry over that i think it's in big daddy 
he's a homeless guy in Big Daddy. I was thinking you were talking about a scene from Captain America. No, movies. but that's where he could start off, and then that's when he goes and he gets taken into the program. <laughs> All right. When so- do they stop serving breakfast? I need to change things in this country. All right, so I picked Iron Man. Um, <laughs> damn it. All right, yeah. so here's the thing with Iron Man is, like, this is already, like, a risky casting move because, like, Robert Downey Jr. was, like, in a bunch of trouble. And then he, like, yeah. and then he, like, there was, like, they're, like, fought for him. And then he cleaned up his image and became, yeah. like, the good guy. Yeah. So it's, like, what if we didn't give Robert Downey Jr. his break? Which makes this a little dark, but I'm still going to go okay. with it. Um, all right. I got to think about this. Who has that charisma to always be constantly fucking joking in bad situations like that? I know quite a few. I know quite a few, but I'm going to go even further. I actually thought a good one, too. Let's go. Who, do you, who would you say is a modern-day Iron Man? Not in terms of his superhero ability, but in how much money... And how much, like, and how much, and how much he just jokes in situations that don't call for fucking joking. And you know what? I got it. Elon Musk. He think about it. He has all this money. He doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. He was already in Iron Man two. It's perfect. I'm okay with it. Who are you gonna say? Oh no! I just thought of a good one for Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange. Okay, mm-hmm. but no, my pick is Elon Musk, and it's you know what? He's he's already even got the experience. I'm. There's nothing to contest that. I right. think we go with it. Um, okay. My thing is who Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. Okay. They bounce off of each other quite a bit. Yeah. And there's a couple times they're like, "Hey, this is the right move." No, this is the right move. I need someone who can combat Elon Musk. Bullying entirely, and I think that David Spade is the perfect <laughs> one. Now, now, just wait. Imagine David Spade. Imagine the actions that are needed for Doctor Strange. Who could best control their body and flow the way that David Spade does in everything he's in? What does David Spade control his body? Like, I could just see him making weird motions like this. And it'd be beautiful. All the time. Every movie I've ever seen him in. Um, Joe Dirt. <laughs> the fluidity is outstanding. He runs like a river. Uh, maybe I need to rewatch Joe Dirt, too. I, I think, think David I... Spade, his witty comebacks of, oh, I'm a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Matches that Benedict Cumberbatch wit. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm for it. Marvel, we we got you. Um, and if you decide to take our advice and call it quits next next movie, check in soon. We'll have something for that. I can only hope. I, I can, can only, only hope. hope. All right. So this is I got the third one, and this is one. This is the one that I was. It's a famous movie ending, but I wasn't sure if you're familiar with it. It's a movie called Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot. I'm not familiar, so I think you should explain the plot. I instantly learned the ending just by my sheer prowess in deduction so this movie is a comedy okay. so basically it's two it's two grifters who like we got the ultimate scheme we got to do this we just have to dress like women oh. and complete this it's a, it's a movie from the 50s okay so that's just makes sense. so it's a lot of like hijinks like oh you're gonna do this but you're you're a woman right why are you doing <laughs> this man thing 
it's uh like that and it's, it's bad it, it goes through this but the ending one of the characters who's still dressed as a woman is on a boat with a character who's very attracted to her yeah her him yeah and she's saying all these things like, oh, we can't get married because, like, you know, I'm, I'm a Catholic. And he's, yeah. like, like being like, oh, we'll work through all these things. And then finally he takes off his wig and he takes off his wig and he's like, we can't get married. I'm a guy. And then, like, he stares at her for a little bit. He stares at him for a little bit and is like, well, nobody's perfect. Oh. And then the movie ends. We got to change the sentence. <laughs> so, basically... Funny, but very problematic. Extremely problematic, I say. The ending. Do you have an ending, or am I... I I am very interested to see where you go with this. So, White Chicks. Okay. Another problematic movie. Very recent. I think White Chicks is actually inspired by this one. Oh, 100%. So, what I think is Terry Crews was the answer in the White Chicks movie and in the franchise. I think it's just one movie, but there should have been a sequel. Um, that nobody asked for. Uh, I think Terry Crews needs to show up, do the little song that he does in, I forget what it's called, in White Chicks. The, the, and I need you. And I miss you. <laughs> I think that he needs to show up. I think he needs to be the main character that is dressing as a woman and just literally just sing that song over and over again and it's the end of the movie. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I can get with this. My thing is the movie is in the 1950s. It's in black and white. Yeah. They would have to put some makeup on him to probably make him, like, stand out more. Yeah. And I think that would still be a little problematic today. So basically you gave us a movie that is fucked from the start. <laughs> it's fucked from the start. I say we change this movie by erasing it from history. <laughs> I... There, <laughs> Ooh, we got the, we got the movie nerds coming out for Justin here. All right, um, sure, let's go with that. This this one we're just leaving off the table. I right say, now. I say, we don't need that in our lives. Not now. Not with everything going on in the world. All right, <laughs> let's let's get off the touchy stuff here. Let's go on to recasting. Okay, okay. Fast and the Furious. You're picking the big franchises. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I say we just do, let's recast um, Vin Diesel. Okay. And The Rock. Okay. And Paul Walker. <laughs> okay. So we got to think of this with The Rock because, like, isn't he, like, actually out of it now? I don't know. Because I think, like, I think, like, I saw something where they were, like, Vin Diesel was, like, begging him to come back for Fast and Your Seatbelts. <laughs> fast uh, and Your Seatbelts. Um, not my joke, obviously. Oh, no. 100%. Um, so, okay. I think we need to deal with, we need to go and we're putting in Logan Paul. For which role? Logan Paul is now Paul Walker. Logan Paul Walker. Is that why you're doing it? No, it's just <laughs> another random blonde guy. That's fair. I mean, I, think, I think that he... he could be the hero that we didn't want. So didn't people want Paul Walker? Yeah, so I think by replacing a beloved character and actor with someone we don't like. All right, Fast and Furious, if you want to take this casting suggestion, figure out how you're ending the fucking franchise. <laughs> um, okay, I guess Logan Paul Walker. Um, all right. Who would be a good person to play off 
Um, so here's the thing. Okay. I forget his name because I don't like him that much. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. I don't like him. I'm not picking Jimmy Fallon, but Jimmy Fallon had Post Malone on his show once. And what he did was he found out that he liked Olive Garden. Okay. And he gave him, they bought the rights to the old Olive Garden slogan, which was, when you're here, you're family. Oh, that's uh And he gave it to Post Malone. So Post Malone now owns the rights to when you're here, you're family. But why? Because he really liked Olive Garden breadsticks. That's not, it's not, it's not funny. <laughs> oh, it's not funny at all. Which means, which means it must be Jimmy Fallon. So, <laughs> exactly the reason I don't like Jimmy Fallon. So I think Post Malone should then be Dom. I mean, he, I mean, he has to be. I mean, it's the av- you, the advertising's right there. I think the that if he just consistently goes, when you're here, your family, and it's just stoned out of his mind the entire <laughs> fucking film. All right, and just Logan Paul going like, "You need to go to this spot," and he's just like, "Breadsticks, though." <laughs> I like it, but it, okay. If we're doing Post Malone for this, yeah. I think Who's for recasting the rock? the rock, we still have to keep somebody who's like very aggressive. Okay. Because the idea of, of him like getting up in Post Malone's face and aggressively shouting, and then Post Malone's just like, when you hear your family, dude, I can go for some breadsticks. Like, that's really funny to me. Um, it always is. But, but who? Because, like, who could be aggressive and just over the top? I think we get. This is hard. This is hard. Okay. Let's think of someone from the Expendables. Oh, you were thinking Expendables. I was thinking, like, <laughs> actually, oh. we should go Expendables because I was going to say John Goodman. <laughs> but, like, serious we John Goodman. Him. We save him. We save him. Okay, we're saving John Goodman. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, all right, someone from the Expendables. Now, do we go with – I want to say Chuck Norris. Okay. Let's go with Chuck Norris. Okay, yeah, we can do Chuck Norris. I think that Paul Walker, Chuck Norris, and Logan Post Paul Malone. Logan Paul. Oh, Logan Paul Walker. That's what it was. Logan Paul Walker. Yeah, I'm down for this. I think that the high intense chase scenes in this movie, I could see them cutting to each person. Logan Paul's trying to be an actor in every scene. You see him like. Overacting, not doing the greatest job. Come on, man. We know. We know. We know. I think he's been in movies and they flop. So hey, there we go. Yeah, that's what happens when YouTubers they're like, "Oh, I can do short things good." That means I do big movies. Um, and then Post Malone just being like, like things just work for him. Like things fall into place, like everything in the movie franchise does. Yeah, where things fall off, buildings fall perfectly into place, and the, he's just like, "Whoa." <laughs> Whoa! And like he gets hit, and he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, you see him in the drive-through halfway through, and he's just like, "Is this Olive Garden?" And they're like, "This is Taco Bell, please, Olive, sir." Olive Garden does not have a drive-through. Yeah. Um, okay. So another famous movie, and I think we've talked about this ending before. Okay. Um, the movie Seven. Seven. Is that the one that comes after? What's six? in the box? Yes, I, I'm familiar with Seven. <laughs> I, I know this one. Because Brad Pitt's in it. Right. And who else is in it? Is Morgan Freeman in that one? Yes. Morgan Freeman. And I didn't even plan this, but also Kevin Spacey's in it. You, Kevin Spacey. I think Seven is about... How's the... What's the ending? 
Uh, like the absolute ending is the fact that it's Brad Pitt shouting, "What's in the box?" And then it's like, "Oh my God, his dead wife's head is in the box." Yes. Uh, and then it's like, "That's the seventh deadly sin." Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think to change the movie is we change what's in the box. Okay, so hear me out here. The seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. That, at least to my knowledge is kind of more of like a christian teaching yes so what if this whole time where's this going what's in the box is the book of mormonism okay and kevin spacey spent the whole time trying to convert brad pitt's character to the to mormonism i and then that would just mean that means that like they use their and it could be it could be like a reflection on like the detectives because they're like okay it's based on this Christian thing the killer's not even Christian he's Mormon so what I think we go with this and then we fill the box with a Mormon dish of food because okay. for some reason on my YouTube it has been suggesting Mormon foods <laughs> and those strange things that they eat which are just like salads. <laughs> funny that sounds given how fucking big and you you wear a goddamn meat slayer shirts like they should eat strange things like this, this lettuce thing well it's like it's like a salad comprised of like leftovers and like here's a sliced tomato also here's a tuna salad sandwich also here's this and then it was just called mormon food and i'm like this is just normal food <laughs> like i don't understand and they're like yeah, this is what Mormons eat. And, like, it was just some Mormons, like, promoting the types of food they eat. And they're like, this is quirky, isn't it? And I'm just like, no, it's just food. Who cares? I mean, there's a bunch of people who just have channels of them eating, like, a shit ton of food. So I guess I I guess I take... <laughs> what? When? Well, I don't know. There should be a podcast where that happens a couple episodes. So I guess they'll take people, like... Oh, dude, I'm quirky for eating lettuce. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yes, the ending to seven is now Brad Pitt converts to Mormon and eats lettuce and thinks he's cool for it. All right. What's in the box? And, he, and they're like, it's takeout, right? It's takeout. And he's like, it's just a salad. <laughs> no. The, the, what was in the box was what his wife packed him for lunch. <laughs> and she she was converted, so it was a salad instead of, Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey got to her, so it's like, that's why. It's roast beef, right? It's roast beef. <laughs> On to the next one. I think this is my last one. Okay. I've got I've got three more movies, so that's perfect. Which is Halloween. Okay. We recast I say we just need to recast the killer, which is Michael Myers, so, and maybe maybe someone that he kills. Okay, um, this is weird because, like, he doesn't talk. It's not like it's a known actor under there, so we're just changing so, the killer. So, Danny DeVito. I think if Danny DeVito was the Halloween killer known as Michael Myers, I think it would make for a very interesting movie. We just need to change the act to the uh, yogurt lady. <laughs> okay. Um, because I could just imagine you see him, he's shorter stature and like, just see him walking around. 
<laughs> and you're just running from you know him. And I think he, as an actor himself, would be willing to put himself in a yeah. weird situation. Yeah, he's willing to go far for the bit. And I think him severing a head in a strange way where he just goes. <laughs> see, see, you have the obvious approach. If I was like, okay, Michael Myers is Danny DeVito and I have to reveal yeah. it. My approach for it would be like if it's like the, the new series where they're ending the one last time mm-hmm. is even though like they've had like these two Michael Myers who are like evil you know, dies tonight. Evil, yeah, evil dies tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's say that in the second movie. All right. Um, they have, like, the man where he's, like, the normal, well-built guy. My approach would be shoot it, like, as to make it the audience think it's still the normal yeah. guy. Like, you know, basically. Like Scooby-Doo it. It's Scooby-Doo where it. they like, take the mask off at the end. And he's like, yeah, and then it's Danny Vio, but, like, the whole rest of the movie just make him seem intimidating. He's still not talking. Like, if there's a scene where he's, like, standing up, just creeping out the background, he's on, like, stilts or, like, something where he's propping himself up. That would be my approach. Just go for like the one big reveal, and then it's Danny DeVito at the end, and that's how the franchise ends. I'm okay with this too. Um, Activia Yogurt Lady, you're gonna actually just be. I want to say she was in Freaky Friday. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she she promoted Activia ah, for a bit. I was like thinking, like, what minor character are you talking about? So Jamie Lee Curtis was in Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan, so I say we put Lindsay Lohan in that role. Oh. And they do a switch there. That'd be funny, but the quality of acting is going to go way fucking down, and you know it. I, Lindsay Lohan, she could act <laughs> until could. all the drugs came in. You want me to emphasize the word could that you just said? <laughs> hey, Parent Trap, when she was a kid? That was good. She was good in that. Okay, but she was also like 10. And really good for and, being And 10. really good. But, but then but... after that, Herbie fully loaded. A load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what Herbie was I'm, I'm glad you have a passionate opinion on fucking Herbie fully fucking loaded. <laughs> I had a passion of Lindsay Lohan. Freaky, Freaky Friday was meh. It was Mean Girls. Mean Girls I was very okay with. That yeah. was some good. Lindsay Lohan. It's really funny to think of Lindsay Lohan as being from any part of Africa, though, because that was her character, wasn't it? She was yeah. like from South Africa. Yeah. yeah, it's really funny. Good job, <laughs> Tina Fey. Thank you. Yeah, Tina Fey, you were what made that. We love. Th- thank you for that. Thank you for Thirty Rock. But thank Lindsay you for Lohan, you, we want to bring you back. We want to bring you into the spotlight, give you another chance, because i be- i believe in you. i know he doesn't but i do and i think you getting chased by Danny i would DeVito, love to be proven wrong Lindsay <laughs> lohan i would love to be proven wrong i think she gets away in a herbie fully loaded like buggy at the end of the movie and danny devito's just going nah, nah. <laughs> if it weren't for that darn kid <laughs> if it ended like a full scooby-doo episode yes. that'd be fantastic all exactly. right so this one I initially thought it was going to be a challenge, no. but Never I, is. when I now I think about it, I think I have the perfect ending. Okay, so, well. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh. So, for those oh, of yeah. you who, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Justin does not like them. He prefers to waste his time watching Harry Potter. Yes, waste time wasted. So, whole thing with Lord of the Rings. I'll quick summarize it. Elf guys are like, hey, you got a ring, you got to it's it's bad, you got to return it. Um, they spend like three movies walking. They get they get they get a little like assistant guy who's like 
turns out to be like a little weirdo. Yeah. And then they're like, we still got to return this ring or else you can't get store credit. Um, and then like the third movie, still a challenge, but they make it just in time, toss in a Mount Doom, then the return pile, everybody gets their store credit, they all live happily ever after. Um, I wanted to wait because it didn't work so that Justin would actually watch the movie. Okay. So my thought is there are three movies. We can combine them into one. We can make the adventure a lot shorter. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. So, they have to walk that whole time. That's why it takes three fucking movies. Yeah. And you can say, like, oh, there's birds. They can not They can fly in yeah, the birds. the normal it's, thing that they always say. The, this the, is how it should have been flying the birds. But we're going to go one step further. I'm not going to say the birds. Okay. If you've been paying attention, there's going to be a Lord of the Rings TV show on Amazon. So, here's what I'm thinking. Let's do a cross-promotion. When they have to go off an adventure, let's have them let's have them give the ring to Amazon drones. And then they fly the ring all the way to the top of the mountain and just dump it off right there. They're basically just like, you know when you have to return something on Amazon, you have to go to Kohl's? Yeah. The, that's what they're doing. They take the movie, they get they have all the exposition, you get all the lore, all the nerds love it, and then you get the cross promotion, they have rings on Amazon, they just dump it off there, they all have a party. Movie's done. You got one movie and it starts a series. I'm just thinking of when they go to Coles and whatever their universe <laughs> equivalent is, and there's like an orc running the cashier counter, and they're just like, or like the returns counter, and he's just like, <laughs> and they're just, it's like, yeah, we want to send a package, and he's like scanning it, and he's just like, this ain't gonna ship till like two fortnights from now, <laughs> and just like, it's just a whole dialogue between them. And it's the most mundane piece of shit to already the most mundane piece of shit, in my opinion, which is Lord of the Rings trilogy. Maybe I'll come around to it, guys. I just but know that taking the three movies and making them into one that would make, help. Them, make it more likely for you to watch it. 100%. So. Maybe we could do an episode where I watch them again recently. I've watched them. I think I slept through a lot of them. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, if you if you want to, we can we can make that a little series. Yeah. Have you watch them? I, oh, yeah. I I still have them in my room. Oh yeah, I'll just be staying up all night. Just you don't have to watch them all rings once. around my eyes. You still have to watch them all in one sitting. There's no other way. <laughs> yes, there is. I need to like snuggle down, get ready, and just have a big. You're making bowl this of harder on yourself. Yeah, and I'm gonna wear a weight vest, I, and I'm gonna walk on a treadmill while watching. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, it's like there's a reason I haven't seen it all the Harry Potter movies. That's that's eight fucking movies. True, you're not wrong. I'm mine's not mine's you to do three. It. I don't. I'm not asking you to watch Lord of the Rings too. I might. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But um, I don't think your ending is great. But there needs to be a little more oomph to it. And that is, I think that they need to be the ones starting the Amazon company. Or they need to at least meet the equivalent of Jeff Bezos in this universe. Okay. And then we need to see that happen. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, well, you, when you like hold the ring of power, you get like corrupted by it. Yeah. So maybe Frodo holds it for a while. Gets corrupted. His hair, his hair falls off. He becomes Jeff Bezos. And then with this corruption, he has everybody build Amazon. Okay. And there you go. But then he wants to keep the ring though. Well, no, he's got to prove his business works. Okay. He's got all the wealth. What does he need power for? He's already ruler over everything. All I know is if I opened an Amazon package and Smeagol was inside, I would not be too happy. I'd well, probably... nobody's shipping Smeagol. You don't know that. Why are you ordering Smeagol? 
I'm not going to order Smeagol. I think that in a universe where all of this stuff exists and they have to like send packages, you're going to get some weird shit in the mail. Two dragon's tongues and a lich bane. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if the business wants to succeed, it would work like that. Do you have Prime? <laughs> There's Prime offered here at this location. <laughs> all right. So I got two more. Okay. Two more famous ones. I'm arguing we're going back into the realm of like, all right, famous movie endings. Here we go. This is one I know you're passionate about. Uh, passion is a strong word. Uh, does passion is it is the right word passion for Empire Strikes Back? Okay, I'm very familiar with Star Wars. All right, for those of you who don't know, with Empire Strikes Back, that's the one where Luke, I am your father. the 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 rebels are like at their lowest point. You're like, how are they going to come back for this? And then if you're born, if you're in 1980 watching, you gotta wait three more fucking years to find out. Yeah. And so it's like, and you... when you watch it now, it it's like cool. This movie's great. Mm-hmm. But when you had to wait that three years, I bet it. Oh, I I can imagine like people were just like pissed off. Yeah. So it's like, how can we make it so that they're not pissed off? And we're not gonna ask modern Star Wars trilogy writers for that. Okay. Big big thing about the the modern trilogy. Sorry, I'm just gonna say it quick. End of the seventh movie is a legitimate cliffhanger. It is on a cliff. Yeah. And they leave it on a terrible note and they just go, ha, we're on a cliff. That killed me. And this is very similar to that. I know how we change it. And how's that? I think Yoda is currently dead, right? At this point. And Empire no? Strikes Back, no, he dies in Revenge of the Sith. Or not revenge. Uh, the Return beginning of, of Return, Return, of, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I forgot which one you were remaking. What's the <laughs> no? I, I, you, you, no, no. Yoda is still alive in Empire Strikes Back, but yes. Luke like abandoned him on Dagobah. Yep, and then he dies while eating his soup. Yeah, <laughs> Luke's asking a bunch of questions, and Yoda's like, "Shut the fuck up! I'm gonna die." <laughs> Please stop! Please stop! Let me die. Like most Gen Z humor now. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> and I love it. I love every bit of it. Um. I think we what we do is we combine those two movies. Okay. We put them together, and this is where Darth Jar Jar makes his appearance. Okay. Okay. We need to bust this one open quick. I think recently I read Art of War. (laughs) Yes, you have. And I think that Jar Jar Binks is doing – something where he has he's created this facade that he is an imbecile but in reality he's a puppet master working all the strings and i think that we don't see him in the first movie uh a new hope Mm -hmm. i say we wait till the end of the second one but which is now two movies combined switched together which will be the middle of that and i think the very ending of that movie instead of having a cliffhanger i think in that sandwich that is these two movies now we have Jar Jar reveal himself. I think he just straight up guts the Emperor. He goes, Who's in charge now? And like, boom, makes his entrance. And then he reveals his like pyramid scheme that he has coming up. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And he's like, What? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I, I'm for this, but I just want to make it clear. Your ending is to here's at their lowest yeah. point. The you're introducing a character nobody's even heard of yet. Yes, he's just this fucking alien thing 
who's like the the context wouldn't work because everyone's yeah. just seen him be stupid. So they're just he just comes and he's like, you said boogies. <laughs> so that's the thing is when they watch the first original or like the new trilogy. Sorry, the prequels. I can't even keep them straight anymore. When you watch the prequels and you see him being an idiot, you go the whole time. You go, oh, they don't even know. They don't even know he's a baddie. He's a baddie with a freaking fatty. If you ever <laughs> okay, okay. So how do they get rid of Jar Jar? So, also, I want to point out a comment we got from a ghost with cute ankles. Um, Hollywood changed that to morning wood. <laughs> Thank thanks you. for the shout out. And that was off of, I think that was off of Twitch. So, thanks. Um, that was great. That was a great little chuckle there. Thanks for the, uh, That's it, the same. it works with the Holly boob. <laughs> yeah, it really works with Holly boob. The energy we were trying to put in there. Awesome. We really liked that. That's all. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, not the comment I thought we were going to be getting. All right, but all right. hey, all right. Now, I'm, okay, what are how how are they getting rid of Jar Jar? Okay, okay. How are they getting rid of Jar Jar? So, Jar Jar shows up, and now the Emperor were like, "Wow, he's gone. We thought he was this big baddie." Because when you watch the prequels, you go, "Oh man, he's pulling the strings this whole time." No, it was really him the whole time. That's when Jar Jar introduces his pyramid scheme, which is. Tiny lightsabers that you sell to people so they can cut like little charcuterie type items. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh, cool. Let's get a little gouda, a little slice of gouda. It heats it, melts it a little bit too, and you put it on a cracker. I just want to remind people watching this that we're making these endings better for ourselves, <laughs> not for, uh, not, oh, for, no, you, not, for you, not for you. <laughs> This is just say, you sign up, you make four more people sign up, it's a good time. And that's what, that's what I think happens. And he goes, and he gets all these little butter knife that are just little lightsabers to all his friends, all his family, and then you get all your friends and all their family, and then they get all their friends and their family, and by and then you're rich. So does he succeed in the end, or does the rebels, so do his, the rebels take it? His goal is to get all the rebels involved. Okay. And he... He gets Luke for a little bit. Luke kind of crosses over to that that dark side. Gotcha. Because he goes like, "How do you like your toast?" And then like light, medium, or dark. And he's like, "Hey, I kind of like it a little dark." So he leaves that little lightsaber on there a little too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then Luke he goes to Han, he goes to Leia, and he's just like, "So there's this guy Jar Jar. I think we need to, you know, invest." And they're like, what do you mean invest? We were trying to take down the Emperor. And he's like, there's no Emperor now. It's just Jar Jar. And it's his little lightsabers. And they're like, little lightsabers? These things that we've never had technology for, like, for the longest time. And now you have one. And now you have little ones? We're in. And he just convinces them both to do it. And then Carrie Fisher's just doing a lot of drugs. And it all works So Jar Jar succeeds in the end of your version. Oh, 100%. And I think the Ewoks will have their own even smaller lightsabers that they can do this with. Multi-level marketing on a galactic scale. On a galactic scale. You can't call that bantha fodder. I, no. I 100% Straight agree. to the top. I 100% agree. And I think they rename that movie to, instead of being The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, I think it should just be called This Isn't a Pyramid Scheme. I swear it's just direct marketing. 
All right, I'm liking that <laughs> subtitle. It would fit in pretty well. All right, final movie, final movie. All right, this is we're going big. I made I made a hint to Justin. Oh. He was talking Marvel, but I wasn't doing Marvel. I was doing DC. How do we change the ending to The Dark Knight? Oh my god. Okay, the ending of The Dark Knight. So the second movie? The second movie, the one where Batman has to go into hiding. He's 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 a watchful protector. He's, he's a dark knight. So I say we do the thing we've been doing for all of these. We just smush all three movies together. Okay. All right. But what happens is, you know, the Joker shows up. He's having his whole deal. Bane comes in. He's like, oh, I'm Bane. <laughs> <laughs> we just hear this chorus of villains at the very beginning of the movie. All of a sudden, you, you see all the baddies. Okay. We got Ra's al Ghul. We got Ra's Ahmed from Venom. Uh, I think he was the bad guy in that. <laughs> I I think he was the bad guy in Venom, but that is also Marvel. <laughs> so we get <laughs> all things for Batman and crossover. Why the fuck is he doing it with Venom? We get the so here's the thing: Riddler's coming out in the new movie. Yeah, I say we just put him in this one. Okay, and he's the main bad. Uh, how would we cast Riddler? And he is truly a, ma- a baddie with a baddie. I say he is Nicki Minaj. Okay. And, <laughs> and I want her to conveniently always be asking riddles like she does in her rap songs. I She go, who dat? <laughs> you know what? She makes a song. You got the cross promotion right there. You got the ad. Who dat? Play. Is that a bat? Look at that fat. Okay. Okay. So you got so you got all the villains right here. Yes. Okay, that's led the, by Nicki Minaj. Okay, so you got the start. Yes. Wait, there needs to be an ending. That's what we're oh, fixing. Oh, that's the goal. Okay, so what I think happens is Poison Ivy shows up. Okay. Poison Ivy shows up at the very end, and she's like, "My kisses can turn you all to dust," which is a power that she definitely has. Played by John Heater himself. <laughs> okay. I've, I've, I've got my own idea for Poison Ivy, but go on. Because I think he would be the perfect Poison Ivy because he always uses his chapstick and he could just always have it ready, ready for that kiss. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. I think he just kisses everyone. Okay. And it ends in an orgy. Okay. Um, let's back this up here. Let's, uh, let's think of the cross-promotion material. So, like what you have so far... <laughs> But, <laughs> but poison ivy. Like morning wood. <laughs> but poison ivy. I'm gonna change the John Heater thing. I normally okay. don't go against John Heater, but this is for the You're cross promotion. I think we should do Gwyneth Paltrow. I can't stand Gwyneth. Paltrow. I can't stand her either. But what is that product that she tries to sell? Goop. Oh. Let's not think about it. Okay. But let's think about how it's not multi level. Okay. So she gets everyone in on that, and who does she call in to help with multi-level marketing? Darth Jar Jar, who (laughs) succeeded in the Star Wars duology. So you got the crossover promotion. You got the rap song. We fixed the Dark Knight. Are they selling the lightsaber still, or are they selling a new project? Is it Goop? I... I think they combine them, but I don't want to think about it any more than that because I know Gwyneth Paltrow's products are disgusting. I say Goop is like 
everywhere in this movie and like they get encased in goop at one point like goop keeps the batmobile from moving just all these things where goop ends up being the main villain and like instead of there being i forget the name of the character uh, clayface instead of a clayface it's goop face <laughs> and there's a character that literally like changes what they look like and it's all used by goop <laughs> okay um i don't have any more movies and i don't think you do either oh surprise movie i'm just kidding i don't have a movie <laughs> but remember guys to like comment subscribe check us out on twitch make sure to tell us which one of your favorite movies we should change the ending to please do because we might talk about that again we might do a themed version of this later on we got we got good ideas but in the meantime um Thank you for sticking with us on this very interesting episode of a sequel nobody asked for. Make sure, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Remember about the shirts. Before we go, Hollywood Pedos, we got a message for you. Oh, stop. Kevin Spacey, fuck you. You're done. Fuck you. You're done. Wear our shirts so I don't have to. I you will do it anyway. <laughs>